here's your host, Dustin Chafin. <laughs> Yay, Anthony Gaffer. Um, what do you think? That's a different one from last I was, week. I was waiting for a full song. <laughs> I, I was waiting for like full lyrics and I, I was excited. But, oh uh, yeah, it was a it was a uh, on brand short Anthony song. <laughs> right can, before you're just about to get into it, he stops. It's over. Just it's no over. momentum. Done. That's how he <laughs> makes story love. of my life. That's how he makes love. <laughs> you start to get into it, he's done. Oh, it's over. <laughs> I'm out. This never happens. This never happens. Never happens. Never <laughs> happens. Got my D coffee. Oh, nice. Still drinking coffee, huh? Four p.m. No, you don't drink coffee at 4 p.m. I usually, you know, I drink like two or three cups early, and then I'm and then I'm done. I drink all day long. I yeah. drink at like 10 o'clock at night. I don't care. But if I have a spot, <laughs> if I have a spot, I'll drink. Like I have a spot later at the oh, comedy yeah. store. Oh yeah, well, that makes sense. I'll be at the comedy that store makes... tonight. If anybody wants to come out, oh, at the comedy store, nice. Yeah, in Los Angeles. Come on out. I know uh, uh, an Uber driver that uh, performs there. <laughs> well, this is comics you should know. So wow. I think they should know me because everybody saw White Boys in the Hood. So you should mm-hmm. know. You should mm-hmm. know me. You should. And uh, you should know me as an extra in Oz. I was naked for four episodes. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't watch Oz. Shower so scenes. I, I missed huh? it. I didn't and know. And tattered up like a uh, just uh, Aryan brother. That was kind of fun. Oh, okay. They gave you huh? some fake, uh, some fake, some fake tats. tats. Cats. That was fun. It was naked in a shower with other men. I, wow. Best job I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> did they show it? This is like yeah, it's like four full, episodes. Full frontal. I didn't know yeah. that. I got a, my dick's been on HBO, bro. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll freeze frame and send you a pic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Speak, speaking of dick pics, yeah. let's bring in our other co-host and. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Holtz, everybody. Adam Holtz. <laughs> oh, I got some intro music. You got a little <laughs> intro music. <laughs> a little intro. Yeah, everybody gets a little Anthony today. <laughs> kind, of like, kind of like me in the shower on Oz. On everybody Oz, gets, yeah. Everybody gets a little bit. Um, it was pretty cool, though, because they would, uh, it was a bunch of extras. And, you know, it was cool because I hadn't done anything yet in New York. And they would put us on a bus and we would literally go to an old prison that was like out of service or commission or whatever. They just, you know, and it was in Jersey. And so we get on this bus and we're literally driving into a prison and it was crazy. Oh, was, oh, so yeah. they did it in a real prison. Yeah, it was in a real prison. It was in Jersey. It was like a prison that was, you know, not used. They weren't using it or whatever as a prison. And then but they were using it for Oz and they shot everything there. It was great. That's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't. Really, I, cool. I feel like I didn't uh, know about this. I've known you over 10 mm-hmm. years at this point. I didn't no, know you were on I, uh, I was on the last episode, too. I, there's a nice shot of me in the last episode because they kill the warden. I don't want to spoil or any Oz. But if you haven't watched Oz, then, you know, that's... Yeah, it's uh, been like know, 20 years yeah, at yeah, the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, uh, they shank the warden, and I oh, come wow. up, me and uh, Rita Morana, or is that her name? Rita Morana? Is that her name? And uh, mm-hmm. we come up. It's just the two of us. She's, like, famous. She was in West Side Story and stuff. Oh, but, okay. Uh, she's, like, da-da, the lead. Da-da, she's the lead da-da, in West Side Story. She's famous. You should know who she is. But uh, so we come up. It's just the two of us, and they pan us out and the shot and whatever. It was kind of fun. Yeah, whatever. But, yeah, whatever. It was just fun. That's what's ridiculous uh, about this uh, 
you know, stuff regarding the strikes with the uh, after stuff because they want to yeah. take extras and like just digitalize their image yeah. and just use it over and over and stuff. And so, yeah. you know, a lot of us, when you, you know, you start to break into showbiz, you know, it's like, it's a good gig to have extra work. And so it's <laughs> yeah. like, it, ridiculous that they want to do that stuff. I, I did a, a decent amount of extra work and it, that's the reason I am SAG eligible. I haven't mm. actually done it because once I'm in the union, I can't do like most indie projects anymore. Yeah. I didn't do it, but I'm eligible only because I did a bunch of extra work. And so yeah. if they if they do what they want to do, I would have done extra work one time yeah. and then they would just use my image and then I I wouldn't get the uh wouldn't get the hours. Yeah, I I'm sag, but you know, like I probably owe them some money, but they keep sending me checks. Sometimes That's the great. checks are pretty good and then sometimes I got a check it was 0.0 dollars, which was hilarious. Somebody actually put that in a envelope. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it cost them money to send you nothing. A 0.00. But, you know, in the beginning you can make money obviously and then it's yeah. like you stop making less money, but uh yeah, so it's yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing, you know, whatever. Like I think last week I talked about the comics not having a union, so it's hard to feel sorry for actors and people that are, have made real money when you're, you know, a comic and you're like they won't let you eat the steak off the menu, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> the steak's you, extra. You get chicken. Well, what they do is they say eat the lobster, it's amazing, and then they charge you for it. That's oh, that's why that's why comics on. need a union. That happens all the time. That's like the funny running gag with comedians. It's like, yeah, you should try this meal. Try the fish. And they make you pay for it. But uh, yeah, what are you going to do? All about that D. All about that D. Fuck <laughs> you say that a lot, Anthony. Um, <laughs> today's uh, it's a good day and a sad day. Um, big artist that I grew up loving um as a, as a young man in my high school days and uh Sinead O'Connor passed today uh rest in peace Sinead O'Connor uh she was an amazing artist it's unfortunate that people don't realize kind of her impact early on in the music yeah. industry and especially if you were younger and whatnot but she you know this first album that she released, uh, "Lion and the Cobra," is one of my favorite albums. It's probably my most listened to album. Um, probably top five. If I had to take five out, and there was a fire in my apartment, I'm taking this album. Wow! And uh, well, it's, it's worth a lot too. They didn't release a lot of these on vinyl, but because uh, she's part of the CD era. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I remember watching 120 Minutes, and that was an alternative program they had on MTV, and you could get all I the uh, yeah international artists and whatever. And I remember the video Mandinka came on and it, she was like this shaved head and she's beautiful and she's badass. And it's like, you'd never heard anything like it. You'd never seen anything like it. She was like, you know, if the clash met Kate Bush or something, like it was this thing yeah. that none of us had really experienced before. So yeah, she was a big part of, you know, that kind of part of my high school days and I saw her live and, you know, it was great. And I, uh, Followed her throughout the years. And then, you know, she had a lot of controversy, you know, with uh, kind of, you know, but she was the first person to kind of uh, stand up for hip hop because uh, I remember she's at the Grammys and uh, she's wearing a public enemy. Uh, she's dressed, she had pu a public enemy patch on her and stuff because they, w they weren't recognizing a hip hop as a, a musical genre in the Grammys. So she was protesting and, you know, going forward with that kind of stuff. And that's the stuff that, you know, nobody 
it would give her any props for. But before there yeah. was Black Lives Matter, poor little Sinead O'Connor was like, you know, trying to stand up for the rappers at the Grammys, you know. So it's like I thought that was pretty cool. And then, you know, she had some stuff with Dice Clay, which is kind of hilarious. And, you know, because he was misogynist and his material and stuff. And so I'm kind of bent on both sides of that. But the thing uh -huh. with the Catholic Church, you know, she was spot on, man. She yeah. was like saying how corrupt and abusive and everything. She's ripping up the Pope's picture on Saturday Night Live. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was this whole thing. And she ended up being 100 percent right regarding the Catholic Church. You know, it's an awful, you know, things that were happening and she was exposing that stuff because, it's you know, so, you know, it's pretty punk rock, you know, then it but it hurt her career a lot. You know, she kind of took yeah. a dive after that. And, you know, she made a lot of money off these albums and she toured a little bit. But but I think it affected what she might have become. And so I feel like, uh, you know, she was really on top of the world. And then some of these antics kind of like brought her down. But I still love her music. Um, I have a lot of her stuff on CD, actually. And uh, yeah, she uh, made some good albums and weird albums. She did some jazz collaborations. She did the Ar Argentina soundtrack, you know, with the, okay. uh, the musical. And she did a lot of stuff um, that was kind of offbeat and weird. And I think she also did something with Tony Bennett, which he passed as well. Tony Bennett oh. was an amazing jazz uh, singer and big collaborator as well. He, a lot yeah. of people worked with Tony uh, I didn't know Tony they worked Bennett. together. Uh, yeah, she has a jazz album. She, I believe she's on that album. He's on that album with her. But uh, so, yeah, so she's done a lot of stuff and just really just badass music. I tell you, this album is just it's it's so good from top to bottom. I love this album. It's it's underrated, as Jeff would say. And it's <laughs> classic <laughs> Jeff. Classic <laughs> Jeff. But it is because it's a good album. And it's just like it got kind of lost. It was ahead of its time, really. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that's the thing is like this album is her best album. And then but her most critical fame was singing the Prince song, Nothing Compares to You. And I feel like that's what kind of catapulted her into because, you know, it's like Americans are su a sucker for a love song. And that's yeah. such a great, you know, melodic, you know, kind of love song written by Prince. And she uh, and it was everywhere. It was like that song was just like you couldn't get away from that song. And uh, <laughs> but her vocals in that are phenomenal. And uh you know, such a good tribute to Prince and she did a great job. And, uh, but yeah, she was, uh, she was dear to me as an artist, you know, like sometimes like, you know, when an artist dies and you just feel affected, a lot of times people just yeah. post stuff online and you're like, you're full of shit, whatever. But yeah. then there's, then there's artists that, you know, you really feel like it's a part of you. And so she was kind of part of me. Like when Prince died, we all kind of felt a certain yeah. way or, you that know, was rough. certain people, David Bowie, whatever mm -hmm. you, people have artists that, you know, affect you. So they she seem was, like they're never going to die. Yeah. yeah, it's like they seem like, you know, until, well, Sinead kind of seemed like she was going to die. She had some <laughs> mental problems and she was in yeah. hotels and drugs and stuff. So she had some, you know, and I think it had a lot to do. She had some loss. She lost her son. He died and yeah. just different things. And, uh, you know, she kind of had a rough, patchy career after all that craziness. And so, but she was on top and then craziness happened. And so I think that just a position kind of like puts you in a weird place and you, you're drawn to drugs and craziness. But but she was great. I loved her. Um, uh, Adam, I, you know, I don't know how much, you know, familiar you are with Sinead or I know, you know, what's, did, did you like this first album? I don't know if you've listened to it at all. Yeah. I, um, I, uh, I remember, uh, I guess, I, I think it was, uh, maybe it was last year or so that you had, um, one of the, one of the shows you had, you brought up Mandinka. Yes. And I remember yeah. really liking that song when I heard it. It's probably, you know, besides, um, Nothing compares to you is one of the songs that I recognize the most um, 
from her. And at the time I was like, you know, I really have to go through line in the Cobra. And, you know, unfortunately not until today, I, I started going through it, but um, you know, so far everything I've heard, I I've liked, I, I haven't gotten up to drink before the war yet, but um, I think uh, just like you said, it would be, it was really good. Um, uh, never get old. There's yeah. um, uh, something I read that said that she was kind of rocks Joan of Arc. And wow. I mean, that's pretty punk. That's, that's definitely yeah. a really good, um, yeah, a moniker to have. Yeah, she was. I mean, yeah, I mean, everything was like you got to think about it. When she came out, like Tiffany had a number one hit. You know, like right. it was <laughs> yeah. Debbie, you know, Debbie Gibson, Debbie Gibson yeah, yeah, and Backstreet Boys and all that stuff. You know, so it, yeah, it was a different time. It was like everything was cheesed and polished, and this is before grunge or any of that. So it's like you know, she was kind of ahead of it, and so yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Jackie into Mandinka. I think that is such a, a great, you know, some songs work well on albums together when you just hear one and then the next. I don't think people think about that enough. That's why it's important to have albums and listen mm -hmm. to albums in entirety because they flow and they work. That's why this generation is just popping around whatever song they want to listen to. That's why I think it's important to just listen to a to B, you know, that kind of thing. But anyway, I just really love that. But yeah, Mandinka is such a badass song. And, you know, and, and yeah, just, just like you said, it would be, I mean, that's a heart wrenching love song. And I just, her emotions in that are great. Uh, Anthony, how you feel about Sinead? Uh, you know, I, 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 I've revisited the Mandinka song. I haven't gone through the rest of the album yet, but uh, I forgot. You know, we, that was one that you brought a while back. And yeah. I forgot, I heard it again. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. She made this kind of music. Because I yeah, yeah, yeah. only really knew uh, uh, Nothing Compares to You. And it's completely, you know, it's like a super ballad. It's like sure. yeah, not yeah, even yeah. a power, but it's just straight ballad. Yeah. And um, like I forgot from when we talked about her on the, on you know, last time that uh, she did this kind of like upbeat, kind of jangly it's almost like rem in a way musically it's like yeah. or like yeah. almost like early rem or, or or something like that and i i forgot that she made that kind of music it's pretty cool yeah i mean that's yeah she's irish so she's good she's got folk in her blood so yeah. you know so it's like that kind of like upbeat irish kind of sound is going to come through yeah i think she has such a kind of a angelic voice that i think people i think and it's funny because she kind of like uh she fought against kind of the way they were marketing her and you know mm -hmm. everything and it's like you know they they kind of wanted her to go more ballady and i think she wanted to do more kind of you know, hardcore stuff and i think they kind of you know her later stuff is actually pretty great and it's a little harder a little more electric stuff but she has like i think she has like nine albums or something and they're all great in my opinion some of them are kind of weird with experimental stuff like the jazz yeah. stuff is kind of you know it's different but it's okay it's good her voice is great but yeah i think uh but it's funny like even this album it's like they the the original uh, cover she's screaming like she's got her mouth open and she's like whatever and then it was too much for the american consumers and so they, oh, changed, they changed the album it. cover so she looks prettier because they didn't want it they didn't want her, uh, this aggressive woman with a shaved head yeah to, to like come yeah. you know and so interesting it, yeah and it worked you know she made a lot of cash but yeah apple music early. has that cover you got to get the with original her yelling one. yeah with her yelling the yell yeah the yelling yeah i, I could I could. I mean, you know, I got, I get, this is whatever. It's like, I don't, you don't need them all. I gotta, I gotta cut down some of my, uh, addiction. 
You got to slow down. I, oh, I have albums. Yeah, I don't have it's in the other room, but I, I did. Well, I'll do them for next week, but uh, we'll random. keep it about Sinead. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, she's uh, it was good. And, you know, it's like uh, just uh, her documentary is phenomenal. If you get a chance, she has a documentary on Showtime. And oh, okay. It's, I have, it's, I'm, I'm paying for Showtime right now. So oh, you are. Uh, okay, nice. I'm gonna, I got to check it out. Oh, paying for Showtime. Wow. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll cancel and get your code. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it through Hulu. You know, you get the... Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she has a great documentary, and it's about her rise and fall, and it's phenomenal. And okay. yeah, you should really check it out. I'd like gotta... to talk about it with you. So it's really good. Yeah. I'll so probably watch home... that tonight. I've been on a documentary homework, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll all watch it. We'll talk about it next watch. week. Yeah. You know what other documentary just came out is uh, there's one on Wham!, I watched oh, nice. the Wham one. Yeah. Was it good? Okay. It was great. Nice. I, I thought it was I thought it was really well done. Uh nobody watched it. I guess I don't have to say anything about it, but well, <laughs> I mean, it's documentary. It's it's all factual stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, in the documentary, what I was surprised about was that they made it because it's it's like archival interview audio of the two of them. And the way that they both talk about the whole journey, it seemed like I always forget the other guy's name. It was like Andrew something. The other, the guy. other guy. That's just the that's what they call him. The other guy. The other guy. It's George <laughs> Michael and the other guy. And then the other guy. Yeah. So he would the way that he talked about it, it was like he felt like he was had a limited amount of time that he wanted to be like in a famous group. And George Michael was realizing he wanted to go solo and the other dude was cool with it and really supportive of like the transition of like, you know, what was it? Freedom. And what there's like one or two songs towards the end that were released actually uh, both ways as, mm. as wham and in, in some countries and George Michael and other, oh, and, and he was totally cool with it. And it's like stuff that they even worked on kind of together. And he's like, no, that's gotta be, that's got to be one of yours. Oh, and he great. just was like, so seemed, assuming that the documentary was accurate, he was like all about it. And they stayed really good friends throughout the whole process. And he didn't feel like the bitterness or jealousy. He was like, yeah, you're, you're a pop star. I'm, I'm kind of over it. And yeah. you're turning into this mega star and we got to, you know, finish what we started and transition into your next thing. Very I thought cool. that was like, it was so yeah. unexpected because I figured that they had a falling out and, you know, like how it usually is. Yeah. yeah. Andrew Wrigley. That's his Andrew name. Wrigley. Yeah. That would be the other wham guy. The other if guy. You, <laughs> if you guys are at trivia somewhere. Andrew, anymore. the other guy, Wiggly. Wiggly? <laughs> Wrigley. The Wiggly. Other guy. <laughs> Wiggly. He started the Wiggles after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it is kind of weird. I mean... I guess, you know, when it's a two-person band and somebody goes solo, you're basically like, all right, you have no <laughs> yeah. choice but to go solo yourself. It's like, you can't just stay with the band. Like you Simon can't. and Garfunkel, but Garfunkel yeah. really never did what Paul Simon did. You know, he kind of like, and he, I'm sure he had some he had some albums, right? I guess. I think he did, but it didn't yeah. have the... Not like Paul Simon. Yeah. I mean, Paul Simon was humongous after, uh, you know, the departure. Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't think that uh, and Andrew Wrigley, I don't think he did a solo career. I think I he just think retired. So. Yeah. And then Hall and Oates, did they mm -hmm. ever like branch off? Like, I think oh, they've always, you know, so this is interesting because I always rem kind of remembered 
that they released stuff as Hall and Oates, mm-hmm. but they never, it was never officially billed that way. It was always, uh, what is, is it? Daryl Hall? Daryl Hall, yeah. John Oates. And, and John Oates. They always were, so the way they talk about it, they say they've always seen themselves as two separate artists collaborating together. Hmm. Instead of it being a, a, so I don't think that I, f- I feel like they've never done so solo things. So John doesn't have an album called Oat Milk. There's <laughs> a missed opportunity Actually, uh, there, John. Oat Milk. <laughs> Daryl Hall has a bunch of uh, solo albums. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. Yeah, between uh, 1980 and uh, last year, he's got oh about looks like six albums. So it's interesting yeah. that they consider themselves to be. Two solo artists working together. Yeah, I mean, you know, what those about guys Oates? are like those guys are pretty good musicians, so I think they're probably always experimenting and doing stuff. Yeah, and then Jeff did his show, John Oates. Yeah. Oh yeah, Carl's house, Jeffrey Paul oh, from that's Dustin's right. Vinyl. Yeah, yeah, he did Dustin's that recently. Vinyl fame. Yep, it's gonna get it's gonna propel you guys, Anthony. I hope I'm so. You. I keep telling you. I hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Holland Oates. So nice, good. nice. So, uh, any concerts, people? How about you, Adam? You see anybody live? Who'd you, who'd yeah. you see live? In fact, uh, I saw one of the bands that, uh, <laughs> that acting uh, like I don't know. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, this is news to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I went to go see uh, the Struts over at um, Ooh, uh, yeah. Pier 17 in Manhattan. And I, I don't know if you guys ever, did you guys ever go to the, uh, well, it's the rooftop at Pier 17. I've heard about it. I haven't seen it. It's fairly, mm. I think it's maybe like the, the past three or four, maybe it, it, it started up four years ago or so. It's right by, um, it's a part of the uh, South Street Seaport. Okay. All the way up top. So you uh, you got to go up a bunch of escalators to get all the way up to the roof. But now up there, you have this beautiful view of the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, you know, you got, you got the financial district, but it, it's just an amazing place to see a concert. Stage doesn't have a back, so you're just seeing the Brooklyn Bridge just going all the way across. Oh, wow. But, um, so um, yeah, I was surprised the uh, the the show wasn't sold out, and uh, which is unfortunate. I think the strut should be so much bigger at this point, and um, they even addressed it. I, I can't remember what, what's the name of the uh, the the lead singer. Uh, um, Luke, Luke, um, Luke something. First yeah, name's Luke. He, he even Instagram addressed friends. it too that um, during his banter, he was saying, you know, when they started out in 2015, rock was in a m- much different place. At that point, it was difficult for them to really get started. Um, and uh, but, you know, he was saying things have turned around. It looks like, um, you know, I mean, the crowd was into it. I mean, it's, it had to be close to a sellout. But but um, they are. Um, yeah, they should just be so much bigger. They're just such a great band to see live. Just so much energy up there. Um, yeah, get a little uh, little Freddie Mercury bobblehead that he sat on his uh, piano, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Luke Spiller, that's his name. But yeah, uh, Spiller. yeah he's uh, yeah. They're a mo- I saw them at uh, House of Blues, so it was like a it was like a small venue, so it was like great. You know, it's like you there wasn't a bad seat in the house, and it was kind of like. You know, people are still wearing masks at concerts. Like, who would do that now? Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I have no idea who would do that. 
<laughs> the only person at the Echo that uh, is wearing a mask Anthony, at the Bobby Lee. So rocking it. He's a, Anthony's, he's a Runyon Canyon wearing a mask. But we, we respect you. We respect you. you know. uh, respect your science. And hey, some uh, people keep getting it. Okay. That's true. It's true. You I haven't got it once. Yeah. I've already had it at least twice that I know That's of. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, they're a great live band. And, uh, you know, I like it that they're kind of not humongous. And uh, I feel like. You know, I got worried when one of their songs was in Sing Along too. Like, uh, I thought that was going to make them this big cheesy band that everybody mm-hmm. was going to go crazy for. And I guess it didn't really yet. I mean, there's just, you know, I think it's also a very specific genre of music. I think it's very hard for them because they're a young band and they're trying to tailor to a young audience. But I feel older audiences are drawn to them because it's more classic rock pop you know, glam metal kind of thing. So I think older, I don't know if you saw, but um, when I went, there was, you know, quite a range of ages at the show. It yeah. was like people from, you know, sixties up to, you know, kids or whatever. But I oh, think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't think kids, kids are more into K-pop and Taylor Swift and stuff like that. And so I don't know if the yeah. explosion of, and then I don't think enough people know about them to to know how good they are because it's hard to listen to music. You know, if you're not like, if you don't have a show on Twitch called Dustin's Vinyl, you're probably not, you know, <laughs> listening to as much music. I mean, we listen to a lot of music. Most people mm-hmm. are not doing that. And then most people just listen to what they like. Yeah. You know, they got a, like a playlist that they like of high school and maybe something new here here and there but not a lot of new music like literally like people you just talk to people and you know like who's the new band you're listening to very few people are going to be like oh i like this band yeah so i think that has a lot to do with it yeah that uh people aren't seeking out new music and so every day i get in the car i'm like uh apple play new rock play new punk you know like i'm okay i'm searching for it and so i feel like people aren't searching for it you're not going to know about a band like the struts and they are great live so good you've uh, it's one of the best concerts the top five they're so good they're just he's playing piano mm-hmm. he's like he's got the messy hair he's looks good he's like the guitar solos are great like it's yeah they're a solid rock band yeah. all the way he's through. got that uh he's got that swagger on stage just like uh oh, yeah. mick jagger or even like uh um pete omquist from the hives that's what kind of oh, like nice. they oh, man that guy of. is so great yeah yeah god but, damn that band is good yeah, yeah. ever see them live no, they're good I saw, live. I they're saw them, so good live. I saw them live in their first U.S. show at the Bower at Bowery Ballroom Ooh. in uh, 2002. I think it was 2002. Oh, it was wow. one of the, it was a show early. that Rolling Stone that year put that as the top show of the year, and I was like, "Holy wow. shit, I was there!" <laughs> at 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 Bowery Bowery Ballroom, yeah, that's cool. I saw them. I think it was I think it was Webster Hall. It was a couple years later. It was like 2007 or eight. It was the um, what was the album? Was it the black and white is or or what was this the follow up Tyrannosaurus Tyrannosaurus hives because there was Vendi Vidi Vicious was their first yeah and then Tyrannosaurus well, it was their Tyrannosaurus. second it was their first breakout one but yeah. it was second I think maybe it was the next the next album tour maybe Tyrannosaurus so I don't know what year that was but early two early mid two thousand so you saw them a little bit sooner but it was still like they were still young when I saw them you know yeah <laughs> just a great great show because they haven't done anything in like 10 years they haven't put out albums they haven't put out albums but they still tour they the um, new, well the new album just came out and that album's great but before that they hadn't done anything in at least 10 years they were just touring no, yeah. no nothing new well it's, it's weird there's certain bands like 
the strokes, uh, the hives, like there was, they were, you know, for, uh, what is that? Fernando something, Fernando. Yeah. There was these bands that were just like, wow, this fresh, great bands. And then it was just like, they kind of just faded a little bit. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I was listening to some weird strokes album the other day and it was just like, I hadn't heard it. It was like really kind of, um, it has the RCA thing on it. It's like very, um, it's the come down machine. I don't know if you heard that, but it was like, it was just such a weird departure from what they do. Yeah. And it was just like, there was nothing hard on it. It was just like really kind of melodic and just kind of, you know, gothy. You would love it, Adam. And, uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> the strokes do radio. Very head. sad. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of. It's kind of what it was, but it was like experimental. It was different than, you know, Radiohead, but it was definitely, uh, you know, a departure from kind of their polished work, I guess, if you will. Yeah, I got to check it out. I, I, I like yeah. the strokes. I didn't appreciate the strokes so much at the time. The hives I liked right away. The vines yeah. I was really into. For some reason, the strokes, I just, I wanted to hate them a little more than everybody else at the yeah. time. But I, I have come to appreciate the strokes over the years. Yeah, well, that's what happened when a few songs get overplayed. You just yeah. get like you just get kind yeah, of yeah. Everybody burnt. was raving about the Strokes. I was like, it's kind of. I mean, it's nothing new. Well, that's what was great about it. You know, that's yeah. there's nothing new about the uh, the the Struts. It's that's what makes it. That's why people like it because it's yeah. familiar. And I think that's you know because it's like the you know the the Strokes are you know they're all wearing the same clothes and doing the thing. You know, it's like a. It's a, it's the thing that feels like oh yeah I like that kind of stuff you forget yeah. how much you like that unity yeah. in a band you know, know. I mean the well, Beatles like always you the brought Beatles, that yeah. yeah it's like you, it, it brings back to those things that you like about you know I don't know it is kind of fun did you ever been in a band Anthony where you all wore the same thing yes did you would yeah, you wear do like suits you have to wear? and stuff oh you wear suits oh that's yeah. fun that's fun and th- there was one band I did it one time it wasn't the same outfits but we there was a, I was a drummer in a band where the other guys wore eyeliner. And uh, so one of the shows I showed up and I was like, all right, I'll try it. I'll, I'll do, I'll do eyeliner. And then like a bunch of my friends were there and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you look ridiculous in eyeliner. So I never did eyeliner again. Really? It's hard to put on was the main thing. My mom used to put it on me before I go oh, out, yeah? before I went to class. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it looks cool, but I, I really hate the feel. I, I don't wear contacts ever. It's just like, you well, you're, wearing really, the, you're wearing the nail polish. I've got I mean, the nail a, polish. So a, I'm, you know, that's I'm fine a brave, the, that's a brave move. And, uh, <laughs> at 30, 30, whatever. 30, yeah. 38. <laughs> still kind of. <laughs> coming up, coming up. We got a couple it's of coming weeks. Coming up. But, uh, uh, but th- it's mostly just uncomfortable, but I tried that and that, you know, we all, we all were doing the eyeliner thing for a while. Adam, we got a, we got a question in the chat. Can you answer that? Can you going to do some research on that? Yeah. So that's, uh, so that's a uh, size 23 more asks, I have a question only you boys can answer. I have a friend obsessed with the 1978 song driver's seat by sniffing the tears. What does the song remind you of, or which I recommend for her mixtape? Um, <laughs> You know that that's the song that um, I don't know the song. It's the song. It's in Boogie Nights. Uh, so that's why we have Adam. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's um. Oh man, it's kind of like a disc, maybe a little disco, a little. Uh, I I could picture the scene too in Boogie Nights that it's that it's on. I'm trying to think of what it sounds like. This is this would be a great question for Jeff also. Oh, he would love. He probably danced to this. Right, phenomenally, <laughs> phenomenally. Uh, so it was in Boogie Nights. I mean, that's a great soundtrack. Can, um, I, can I just sample it? Disco. Can I just like play a little bit of it? Is oh, that it's it? a commercial. 
Oh. <laughs> it's actually playing that the, that punk band Death in the commercial in the in the commercial for the for this. This is where we are right now. When you're just like, hey, I'll play this song, and then it's just like, oh, are you are you doing a mortgage on your house? You're like, what? It was, but it, I was surprised that it was playing uh, Death. Oh, you know what? Yeah, this is it's actually more new wave. This song. Oh yeah, this um, is. I'm liking this actually. I never heard this. It's a really it's a really good song too. Oh. That guitar riff, it's, you know, it kind of reminds me of when Kiss was disco briefly. Mm. So I would put. Do you know what scene it is now? Is it when they're driving to uh, uh, record an album and they're all coked up? Yep. Yeah. No, they. they, (laughs) That's a great scene. They're they're doing coke in the scene. I know that. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's probably this song and it bleeds into the uh, uh, Sister Christian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sister Christian. No, this was was earlier uh, in the. This is before they hit the 80s. But. um, Oh, okay. Um. This could be, you uh, don't hear it, right? Is it okay Lizzie. if I'm playing this? In Lizzie or... Yeah, I mean, Jay doesn't want us to play too much music, so... But you don't hear this in my mic, do you? Kind of, yeah. Oh. I mean, I hear it. No big deal. A little bit's fine. I just don't want, you know, Jay's paranoid about getting sued by... Oh, yeah. Um, we don't, I don't want Jay getting sued by uh, sniffing the tears. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming for you. I'm sure they're the one one that's still alive listens to Dustin's vinyl. <laughs> Did you play my song and didn't pay me? Yeah. All right. And, so uh what does this song remind you of? And what, that's why um, I'm listening. I'm trying well, to see what it reminds yeah. me. It reminds me a little bit of Kiss doing the disc. What's the disco one they did? Yeah. So um uh, I was made uh, for loving you. I was made for that loving one. you. I would definitely yeah. put that on the mixtape with is that, this. Is that a disco one? Yeah. That's a good song. I, I like that song. I, 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 I didn't know that was the disco era, but yeah, I thought, it has I mean, like a disco guitar, beat behind it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's got like a kind of disco beat. I'd put that on this on this mixtape. Okay, so the Kiss disco era, and Ooh, uh, maybe some Blondie. Oh yeah, Blondie, yeah. Blondie Heart of Glass, probably. Um, yeah, Heart of Glass, I think would be good. Maybe some Cars. Some cars. Um, I'd maybe even put a little bit of Blue Oyster Cult on here. Oh yeah, like that would uh, be a... Godzilla, maybe, or something <laughs> like that. Something along those maybe lines. Maybe Moody Blues. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I was listening to this. I was trying to wait for the hook. This song doesn't really have a. I thought it was going to have like a big, a big old hook. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of. It's just. Driver's seat. It's fine. You know, it's got a nice. Yeah. You have songs. You have songs. You have songs that don't have hooks. Who's the, oh, yeah. who's the, uh, um, yeah. it just sounded like it was going to happen. It just, I thought it was going to happen. I like your non hook songs. I just yeah. saying, and not everybody does a hook. You don't <laughs> no. need a hook all the time. I mean, it's still like a party song. I still yeah, I like it. You know what song would work with that too is, um, Baker Street. By, oh, yeah. Uh, what's his uh, name? Jerry uh, Rafferty. Jeffrey Ra- Jerry Rafferty. Yeah. Jerry Rafferty. Jerry Rafferty. Baker Rafferty. Street. Great, Baker. great song. <laughs> was that saxophone? Yeah. Oh, the Love saxophone. It. You hate you hate it. You now, hate that. Yeah, you know, I got some um I got some jazz drum stuff and uh and it was just like if it, here's the deal with the, as long as the prominent instrument is not mm-hmm. the saxophone, I'm okay. Okay. With it. Well, long, you might like the the Foo Fighters covered that song way back in the late 90s and they song? did that uh Baker Street Oh, okay. It's like a B-side. I'm sure you can find it on streaming. But they do yeah. that part as a guitar part. Oh, so you nice. might like that version of the song better. Yeah. It's just like, hot, you know, 
I don't guitar. mind. Yeah. I don't mind rock saxophone. It's a little, even the, you know, Clemens from the E Street Band and stuff. Like some okay. of that stuff's okay. It's just when it's like slow jazz, I feel like okay. I'm just, just dying inside because of my experience <laughs> with living with a jazz uh, saxophone student. So it's like, it's just like, you know. Yeah. Cause if because basically saxophone rock is basically they're basically playing it like a guitar, you know what I mean? It's louder, yeah. it's like it's more solo-y. Like it's and it comes know, in and out, it doesn't stay yeah, throughout the not, whole song. It's not like just you know, just like you know, it just has like the foghorn, you know, with <laughs> jazz. Oh god. With the trumpet. I listen to trumpet all day. I listen to trumpet. That's so all day interesting. Long. I feel like I sometimes have a, a hard time figuring out if it's a saxophone or a trumpet on on some jazz stuff yeah well i mean obviously you know you know there's trumpet guys and then you know yes like but, but if you just hear a random one yeah. like it takes me a little longer to be like oh yeah. that's a saxophone i really? don't know i i notice it pretty early that's because i have such a, a a weird relationship with the saxophone yeah but uh i don't know jazz piano and drums would be my favorite and a stand-up bass with no sax and maybe a little bit of trumpet would be my Just ideal a trumpet okay yeah, that's all I'm saying. We, we went on a random tangent there. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So this, you know, we've been kind of all over the place. Uh, last week we did conspiracies and then Jeff's not here. So we decided we were going to, um, I think he's getting his chest waxed or something. Mm. So he couldn't make it's it. All and, thing uh, with him. <laughs> he gets his bikini wax once a year during the August season. He's doing a Brazilian. And, uh, Brazilian. He looks, good in a, he looks good in a thong. I'll give him that. Especially when he's dancing phenomenally. <laughs> And so I guess we did different uh, stuff. And so we're going to wait for him because we need his uh, his craziness to to join in when we do the conspiracy stuff. Mm -hmm. And but one thing I did notice, though, and this is one thing I'll bring it up to him again. But Leah made a good point. Uh, she said that um, the Billy Squire thing wasn't a um, conspiracy. That's it what was, I thought. It was, it was just, just a bad video yeah. that hurt his career. It wasn't like yeah. some weird thing that people thought. I mean, yeah, I guess like Billy Squire's dead and this is some other guy <laughs> right. and, and that's why the career, it was yeah. just like, yeah, he's, he's a bad dancer. That wasn't, that wasn't him dancing in the video. <laughs> yeah. And then, but the I, record you know, company forced him to do, it was nothing. He just, he so we just, all have to hammer Jeff next time. Cause I felt like it was just like, yeah, it was just him. I mean, it was this goofy dance. And so, yeah, yeah. it, it turned off the rocker guys, but it wasn't yeah. a conspiracy. I kind of, I didn't want to, I didn't want to rain on his parade. But yeah. I felt like that too. I was like, yeah, I, I don't see the conspiracy. It's it's sort of a theory, I guess. But <laughs> the album was selling really well until yeah. the video came out, and then yeah. that was it. So there's no no conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's that's a fact. Yeah. yeah, it's just it just yeah it just it's yeah it's weird. It, it, it was so funny. He was so like passionate about it. So I didn't want to yeah. you know I want to break his heart. But, uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely give it to him when he's here next week i'll be like you know what that really wasn't a and he'll be like yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah it was all right so um we had done some love episodes of songs that we love and and whatnot and so uh we'll start with anthony you yeah. had a uh, song yeah song? one that we didn't one of the, i guess we all picked two right and this was one that we didn't get to um and it's funny because I, I picked it because i had a feeling which way jeff was gonna go Mm. with this one specifically. So I picked um, the song Cut Your Hair by Pavement, which came out in uh, 1984. Nice. Look, Look who's got it. Oh, Look he's got you. the album on vinyl. <laughs> nice. Crooked Rain, Crooked, crooked Rain. rain. <laughs> crooked Rain. I get that. 
And uh, yeah, so the song is, uh, it's funny, I don't even have the, it's, this is one of my favorite Pavement songs, mm -hmm. but that album is not really one of my favorite Pavement albums as a whole. I prefer, I really like Wowie Zowie, and I really like... Uh, Slanted Enchanted. Yeah. What's the other one? Uh, Corners? Bright, Bright in the Corners. Bright in the Corners. Bright in the Corners, I think, and, and Wowie Zowie are the two that I, I always listen to start to finish. And this one has a lot of great stuff. Crooked Rain, Crooked, Crooked Rain. But uh, this song, it's like a standout song. I mean, it's one of their, it's probably their biggest song that they've uh, released. Um, and it's sort of touching on, uh, you know, it's like a criticism of, um the music industry like the importance on image and, and that that kind of thing you know they have that that line in, in in the middle of the song uh advertising looks and chops a must no big hair yep <laughs> like as if you're reading uh uh you know like uh when bands are looking for yeah, yeah. members <laughs> and they put the thing like that's what they're looking for uh and I just, I love the song. It's catchy. The video is bizarre. I don't know if you guys watched the music video, but they're just in a barbershop and uh, like one guy in the band goes up to get his haircut. And then like you see them all sitting there waiting. And then one of the guys gets up and then it cuts to him getting in the chair. And all of a sudden he's like a, a lizard. He has like a lizard head. And <laughs> uh, uh, one of the guys sneezes and then I, he sneezes a cat. The cat comes oh, wow. out. out. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's the other one guy's a he's, he's like normal and then he gets into the seat is the the chair and he's like a he's a gorilla and the <laughs> barber's like cutting him he's in the gorilla outfit he's cutting the wow. uh and then um I think it's Stephen Malkmus the singer mm -hmm. uh he gets into the chair and the barber gives him a crown and a and a scepter and then it cuts to a close up and it's just a tear coming down. Wow. <laughs> uh, so it's just like this, just a weird, like total DIY. It looks like they maybe even shot the thing on a home video camera in the nineties. So it's like real lo-fi, uh, but it's a fun, fun video to go along with, with a song like this that is, uh, criticizing the music industry. Yeah. I think they have a good sense of humor, you know, like a lot of their songs lyrically, you know, kind of, they yeah. kind of, they seem like they t tap into that a little bit. Yeah. A little you know, quirky, make, making little fun kind of, of the sarcastic. business. Yeah. Yeah. Just mocking the business. Didn't they have another one that you liked about uh, who, who, maybe that's a different artist, but were they talking about the merch or something? Was that a different band? Mm, are they talking about merch? About selling know. merch after the shows. I thought that was some band that oh. you covered. Uh, it, was, it was a band that you covered about selling merch after the show, make it about the t-shirts oh, and stuff. Oh, maybe it was uh local H local H. Uh, that's all the was. kids are right. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. know, it's, I, I keep picking songs that are just like that. Yeah. Where it's like all this like meta <laughs> yeah. criticism of the business and the yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah. They seem very yeah. familiar, but they can yeah. definitely tour together. Those two. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have a totally. good sound, but I like the song. I thought it was good. Uh, Adam, you got the album, so I'm going to let you have it. Oh, the yeah. Floor. yeah. I mean, I'm a big <laughs> Pavement fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always see Pavement as kind of the uh, replacements of the 90s. They, mm. um, oh, they, I, think, I never thought about that. They were highly influential, but didn't really, you know, they never really cracked the mainstream. This was the only mainstream yeah. song they had, which cut your hair. Yeah. And um, they, um, you know, I think. This was this was their I think second album right second uh, oh, Crooked, that Rain, second? Crooked Rain Crooked Rain oh okay because Slanted Enchanted I think was first I don't know there was Watery Domestic I don't know if that was an actual album or not but um, 
but yeah, I mean, this is a fun song. It's catchy. Uh, and the album's got some of their best songs on it. It's got Gold Sound, or at least their best known oh, yeah, Gold, Gold Sound. Gold Sound, that's, um, that's a great one too. Yeah, yeah, it's got Range Life. And, um, and oh, I was just, Life um, is great. I think I just don't like uh, the first song that much. First song on the album. I, oh, Silence Kit. Silence Kit. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. it is. I put, I, every time I put it on, I'm like, ah, let me just put on Wowie Zowie. <laughs> All right, wow! But this Zowie. album has like three amazing songs. Uh, it's got even more. It's got uh, "Stop Breathing," "Great," "Elevate Me Later," "Heaven Is a Truck." Oh, I mean, this is a great oh, hit. The plane so down. Good. And the thing is, is that you know, "Cut Your Hair" is probably the because a lot of the lyrics, Stephen Malcolm's lyrics, seem so nonsensical. Mm. Uh, but "Cut Your Hair" is the only one that actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely sound like the replacements. I remember being in the car with Anthony. I was like, "This this band sounds like the Blur replacements." Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. yeah, I've definitely. This is his voice, you know. Yeah, very similar, but they're definitely good. Um, all right, so and there we'll were, definitely- they were uh, I think they were underachievers like them too, where you know they had the talent, they they had the influence, but you know they just didn't they didn't play the. Uh, I mean, even with this song, they didn't really play the uh, the game, the music game. No. Yeah, I mean, are they drinkers too? The replacements yeah. were wasted. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think so. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you're doing songs about haircuts and having lizards in a barber chair. You know, you're probably you're probably doing something. There's <laughs> some extracurricular activities happening. When you're, you got a baboon in a, in a barber chair. <laughs> Such a video. fun video. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm excited. I'm gonna check it out. Well, they are. Right. They, the interesting thing too is they are. Uh, they just had a resurgence because of TikTok, because of uh, mm. their song "Spit on a Stranger," which was you know I think that might have been off bright in the TikTok. corners, but yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, you want to hate on TikTok, but it's like it's cool that there's a resurgence with that. You know, where they yeah, bring bands, bands back to life, and you yeah. know, it's like Kate Bush and certain people. You know, it's just like Depeche Mode, and you know, certain bands that just they get lost, and then you know, the kids bring them back. Right. All, right. It back. All right. Uh, so we definitely want to get to Jeff's video. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so Adam, go ahead with your next, your pick. All right. So I went with uh, the Japan droids, uh, the house that heaven built. And this is from uh, 2012. This is a, um, it's off the album celebration rock. And it's been it, this, this album um, I, I kind of revisited recently and I've just been playing it nonstop. It is a, it, for me, at least it's a perfect album. It's only 35 minutes, but it's just blistering rock the whole way through. Which is amazing because this is just a uh, an indie rock duo from Vancouver, mm-hmm. but you know, kind of like the White Stripes and um, Black Keys and Twenty One Pilots, they just have such a massive sound for just two. I mean, just a guitarist and a and drummer, but they have this massive sound that just feels like it could fill an arena. And uh, and part of the reason I picked this album too is uh, in the song is that it kind of fits in with the positive, um, you know, for for the love episode. It, fills it it has this positive message to it uh the whole album is about being fearless it's about um you know kind of the transformative power of rock and roll it's uh you know it's um it's music that you can just listen to it like a keg party at a bonfire like while you're driving fast down the street it's it's um you know everything every single song on this album is just ratcheted up to 11 and the house that heaven built is actually the next to last song. It's their most well-known song. It's also their next to last song on this album. And um, it's just kind of the climax. It has this, um, this message of um, kind of, uh, 
you know, this, this positive message of conquering self-doubt and, you know, it's, it's, um, um, ju- just such a, uh, at least like, I, I just feel like it's such, it's, it's, I mean, for me in New Jersey, I'm always into a good fist pumping anthem. And that's what this is. <laughs> this is one where you could just feel like you can just shout it back. Um, you want to see this in a room filled with people. And, uh, and the amazing thing is that they don't even, the entire album, they don't even let off the gas until right after the song, the last song, Continuous Thunder, is when they take it down a notch. But I mean, I highly recommend, I don't know if you guys listen to anything beyond The House That Heaven Built, but I highly recommend this album. I think it's a, I think it's a great rock album. This seemed like an album Adam would pick. I hate it so much. Yeah. (laughs) It did. Uh, Yeah, this is, you know, there's a lot going on with the sound of this band. Uh, Everything from like big country, you know, to like this has kind of like a, I love the big sound of two people in a band. And it has kind of that kind of, uh, you know, it does sound very anthony, you know, anthem rock kind of for like a small band. Like it's very like it's the chorus is loud and, you know, it's kind of a, a whole kind of like sing along kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it does seem positive music. Um, I would like to hear more from this band. I feel like I just, uh, you know, it's like it kind of messed with my ADD for some reason. This song, I don't know if you guys have music where you just can't, you can't, you can't grasp it the first time. You're like, all right, like, I had to hear this song like 10 times before I finally was like, okay, this is the song. And I had to, before it kind of sunk, sunk in, you know, because yeah. some songs like right away, they like, all right, I get what the song is. But this one, is, it didn't click right away, but it's definitely, I'll have to listen to it again. Sometimes it's just gone. <laughs> so, yeah. But, <laughs> but it was good. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it at all. I thought it was a good positive vibe. Uh, Anthony. I, uh, I know what you're talking about. I, I feel like yeah. maybe I have a little of that with this song too like i just okay i like it when i'm listening to it and then i completely yeah. forget what it sounds like and then i put it yeah. on again i'm like yeah. oh yeah yeah this one yeah. uh but and uh i i liked it though i mean it's you get pumped to this song and it's it doesn't sound dated to me but it does also sound so much like the time that it came out like it's it's very 2000s 2010s kind of sound yeah. Uh, you know, like indie alternative rock. It 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 sounds it brings me back to that, but I still think that the it still sounds fresh now, if that makes yeah. any sense. But it's yeah, like this, it, album, this Yeah, this came out in twenty twelve and um yeah. it definitely has that kind of late to late double zeros sound, uh late yeah. off sound to it. So I but but in a good way. And and not in a way that's like dated where it's like it should stay there. It's Very it still cool. feels fresh, but I liked it. Very cool. All right, so let's see what uh, our other co-host Jeffrey Paul. Oh, let's boy. see what he thought of the two picks from Anthony and Adam. Adam Ant is your new nicknames, by the way. And nice. <laughs> Adam Ant. I saw. I wrote that on a thing, and I was like, ah, that's these two. They're, they're the Adam Ants. I Adam love it. Ants. <laughs> All right, let's go. We're gonna play the Jeff uh, critique of the two songs that Adam Ant uh, picked for us. Are you out there, Jay? I can only imagine what this is going to be. Are you there, Jay? Oh, there, there we is. go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's wearing the sunglasses and the cap backwards. Oh, my God. Uh, 1990s never. All right. Hey, guys. Oh sorry I can't be with you this week, but uh, I do have a review of 
Anthony and Adam's song. And let's start with Adam's song. No, I'm sorry. Let's start with Anthony's song, okay? Uh, Cut Your Hair by Pavement. Uh, I knew the song going in. Very, very catchy song. Uh, what? Love it. Uh, what? When, you're, when wow. you are humming the song and it's not even on and it's in your head, that's, I think, how you know it's a re-listenable, really wow. good song. So to Anthony's pick, cheers, Whoa. my friend. Good Dude, one. you got to do it. Totally like unexpected. It. Uh-oh, here we go. Let's wow. get to Adam's song. <laughs> uh, the House That Heaven Built by the Japan Droids. Not a song I knew going in, um, but Adam gave this like a Uh-oh. big buildup. He's like, I think you're really going to like this one, man. I really think you're going to dig it. Um, this was a typical Adam pick. Uh, completely unrealistic. Wow. Unlike the song by Pavement. Um, I just didn't think there was anything unique about it. I didn't think the chorus, there was anything super catchy about it. Um, I thought the production of the song was average at best. There was nothing that really stood out. So for that song, I'm going to need a bigger drink. (laughs) All right, guys. Again, sorry, I couldn't be there with you, but I will catch you oh next week. Oh, my God, Take care, that's guys. great. Wow. One of the Jeffrey best videos. Paul, Jeffrey Paul, that was amazing. It's Probably like the, the best video he's done. Uh, the worse the song, the more of the alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's We're going to need a bigger drink. We're going to need a bigger drink. I love it. Uh, Tito's. I, totally unexpected. I When I picked Pavement, I was like, oh, man, he's going to give it to me good. No, right. that's a pretty poppy kind of catchy song. Like I could see, I kind of see why he would like that i mean jeff's i don't know where yes. jeff will like that kind of stuff like but, it, you know i feel like he hates catchy, the breeders though. and the breeders and pavement to me like mm. you know it's like very they're on the same playlist you know and he, he yeah but i don't he think he likes his women like pat benatar i don't think mm. he likes his lead singers like you know what i mean like i think it's very but with men rock i think it's it's kind of I, it feels it a, like it's on brand he has yeah. a little more patience for a, a <laughs> rock band like that if it's if it's a yeah. bunch of dudes bunch okay, of dudes interesting you know i don't know i mean I'm not trying to, you know, call him out. We'll wait till next week. We'll, well give yeah, him a, we'll, we'll, we'll let, let him, him let him speak for himself. I'm, I'm like sure totally like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hates women, but anyway, uh, women and people of color. Anyway, uh, no, he's a good dude. We love Jeff. Uh, that was great, great show, and uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. Go out and get you some Sinead O'Connor and respect for uh, the passing of the great Sinead O'Connor. Lion yeah. and the Cobra, great album. And uh, thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you in the next week. Woo. Good night, and everyone. We'll do some conspiracies. Yeah. Real conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> Not just bad videos. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>